Hey, hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Generation on a Mission. Today, I have to ask you, do you ever get driven to the point of insanity when you have to constantly or repeatedly tell your kids no or stop or you're constantly having to provide them with consequences because they just won't learn their lesson already? Well, if that's you and you're anything like me, then you do get driven to the point of insanity sometimes. And don't be pretending it's not because you know kids are kids and you know what they're like. They're explorative, they're inquisitive, and there's nothing wrong with that. And we should learn how to embrace that. So today, we're going to dive into how to turn those discipline moments and no's into teachable moments. So that way we can make life a little bit more bearable for us as mamas and a little bit more enjoyable and maybe even, who knows, enlightening for our kids. You ready for it? Let's get to it. Hey there, mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi, I'm Michelle Schaaf, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. All right. I mean, I will say that no is definitely a part of life, and there are many times when a good old-fashioned no is warranted, especially if it comes down to health and safety. And it is helpful for our kids to learn that life isn't always going to appease them and hand them yeses for everything. It's still good to acclimate our kids to not getting everything they want right when they want it. And we're actually traveling through a season like that for ourselves in our own lives where God is telling us as parents, no, or at least he's telling us not right now. But I have to ask, when he does that, how does God use those moments when he tells us no? He uses them as teachable moments to help us learn something new, whether it's about ourselves or someone else or even the world around us. His no's are intended to teach us something, which is definitely a tough concept to accept as humans, but it's still one that's valuable. And perhaps this is a question that I just have for myself, but if we think about it, when God tells us no, is he directly saying the word no sometimes, or is he not answering our question in the way that we want or the timing of how we want it to happen? What I've come to find is that most of the time, it's not just a direct no, it's a teachable moment. Sometimes, he just phrases it a little bit differently and presents us with an opportunity to learn from what he's making us wait for or teaching us where he's closing doors and opening new ones. It may not be in the direct timeline of us, but he definitely uses those as teachable moments. And from my experiences, and maybe yours are different, is that his nose are gentle. And okay, now sometimes it is a little bit of a more of a knock on the head, but typically what I've come to find is that his nose are gentle. They're never scolding or admonishing, although, you know, like I said, they don't always feel pleasant. They're simply ways of getting us to follow his lead and trust that he is going to use that experience to help us grow in some way. And I can boldly claim that I've never seen a crash of lightning come down from the sky and hear a loud, don't think so, Michelle when he's trying to teach me a lesson in waiting or telling me not to do something. 
And honestly, I'd be a bit more weary of what kind of father he is if he did that constantly when I mess up and don't do things that I'm supposed to be doing or vice versa. What a reserved life I live, afraid of doing anything, not knowing how he's going to react. Now, you might look at that as a tangent or maybe even a huge leap, and perhaps it is, who knows, but this is how my mind works. It makes sense to me, so I just share it with the world. That's how I work. It's crazy. I promise, though, I do have a point in saying that. And that is, our parenting doesn't always have to be filled with negative discipline and no's as parents. There are ways to teach our kids through their wrongdoings or through the times when they're just so explorative beyond belief and it's driving you insane. And trust me on this, I'm currently living that with my one-year-old. So I have to get creative sometimes because we don't always want to have to tell our kids, no, 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 no. Because one, they're going to want to do it more. And number two, they won't ever know what they are allowed to do. They will be driven crazy hearing no all the time. And then in return, you're going to be driven crazy as well. Ha ha. You don't want that. Now, I am saying that doesn't mean that life should go without our kids ever hearing the word no. Like I said before, I'm not saying that by any means. But what I am saying is that we should be reminded that there are other ways to transform our no's and our discipline into teachable moments without having to scold and punish our kids over and over. Because as I talked about with my husband in episode 16, sometimes parenting is more than just giving our kids consequences when they do wrong. It's about teaching them through your discipline and finding moments, especially the moments that you'd least expect, to help them learn something new about themselves or about the world around them, create new interests, or even get to know someone they might not have otherwise gotten to know or know a friend a little bit better. And I'll explain that, but it's kind of cool when you think about it. Because it gives you a whole new outlook and perspective on the way you communicate with your kids, which is a topic that I hit really hard in this new course that I'm about to launch. So be looking forward to that. But let's look at some examples of how to turn a no into a teachable moment. It's not as hard as you might think. And you might be doing it already. So this is just a good reminder for you to keep on doing that. And this is relevant to young ones, but if your little one is constantly getting into things, take that as a moment to teach them how to do whatever it is they're getting into. Explorative hands make for a lot of trying moments when you have a pretty persistent little human on your hands. And I know from experience, a lot of us know from experience, right? But you can make your environment into a yes environment as much as possible, but there are still things that warrant a no, no. So our question then becomes, are any of these moments that I can use to teach him something new? And keep in mind, with teaching comes modeling and reteaching, as I've mentioned before, and of course, making sure you stay with them while they practice what you're teaching them to make sure they are doing everything safe and whatnot. So example, our one-year-old loves to try to eat our dog's food. And before you get all carried away, he's never swallowed any, but it's gotten in the mouth sometimes. And sometimes it's a question for us as parents of, okay, should we wait until after he goes to bed before we feed her? Otherwise, we are battling pulling food out of his mouth or we have to hold him while he squirms and ain't nobody got time for that. It's just one of those things that no matter where he is, if we pour the food, he will come. Obviously, me telling him no, no wasn't cutting it. He still wanted to eat the food. So I thought, well, clearly he's curious about it. So let's try teaching him to feed the dog instead of feeding himself. And what do you know? It worked. We poured our dog's food together and he still likes to pick up the pieces, but I showed him how to give her the food instead and he loves to watch her eat it out of his hands. He's found a new interest that he enjoys and it's not been an issue. And instead of saying no, we were able to use that as a teachable moment 
to show him how to feed the dog. Another example, if your little one loves to get all over your plants or anything new, like playing in the soil, use that as an opportunity to teach them how to touch the plants, how to rub it gently. You never know. Maybe he just likes the way it feels. Or, you know, when it comes to toddlers and they're just so inspired by getting into the dirt, teach them how to touch the soil to see if it's wet or dry. Help them know when they should water it. Help them learn about what soil does and why it's important to keep it watered. And you can even take a little soil out and let him explore it and allow him to ask questions about it. And then if he's even more inspired by that, teach him how to water the plant if he's interested. And that goes with anything that your little one is adamant about handling. You have to just teach them how to handle it the right way other than saying, no, no, don't touch my tomato plant. Oh my gosh, it looks like you're curious about the tomato plant. Can I teach you about how to handle it? Can I teach you about how to water it? Can I teach you about how it grows tomatoes? And if they find that interest that they're invested in, they're not going to be as likely to destroy it when they're exploring if they are invested in it and care about the outcome of that plant. You know what I'm saying? Now, cleaning is another example, but that gets a little dicey because obviously sometimes harsh chemicals are used and our kids shouldn't be playing with chemicals. But if you live in a low tox or tox-free, safer home, then don't be afraid to show your kids, you know, depending on age how to be safe with cleaning supplies and how to spray the bottles and let them spray the bottles and if toxicity is an issue then buy them a squirt bottle and fill it with water and teach them how to spray with their chemical and how to wipe down the tub with their chemical you know it's just water but when my son was two we live in a low tox home but you know I was still like okay he shouldn't be okay with just touching chemicals so he had a water squirt bottle that he called his chemical and every time I would clean the bathroom he would get out his little squirt bottle and he would spray and use his little brush to clean the tub with me. He was learning. I didn't say, no, no, don't touch the chemical. I'm saying, hey, here's a chemical that's safe for you to spray. Here's how you spray it. And here's how you clean with it as well. But I could go on and on. Climbing is another example. If your little one is a climber and gets stuck, teach him things that are okay to safely climb on in your house and how to get down the right way or how to sit on the chair instead of stand when he learns to climb on chairs like my one-year-old right now. Of course, do that at your own discretion, but there are ways to teach them how to stay safe on chairs if they are just adamant that they need to be a part of what everyone else is doing at the table and you know they want to be. (laughs) And again, like I said, some things are still no. So I don't want you to think that you need to jeopardize your kid's safety because you need to, to use every moment as a teachable moment, but I just encourage you to observe the situation and decide, is this something I can help my child learn from? And if it is, take advantage of that. So those are all examples where they can learn how to do something new, and from that they might also grow to cultivate new interests as well. They can learn how to clean, and they might learn that cleaning is therapeutic for them and take interest in it. Or another example is if they throw in the house and break something. You know, they're going to clean it up, right? Yes. But, you know, that's a really good time to teach them the importance of not throwing in the house. But it's also a time to say, hey, I noticed that you have a really good arm. Do you want to learn how to throw a baseball or a football? You might really like it, but we do have to keep it outside. We are also in the process of teaching our toddler how to, let's say, cope with his brother trying to be so inquisitive about every single toy he's playing with. So we are teaching him how to show his brother about his toys instead of telling him to share or telling him not to yell at his brother when he grabs his toy. Instead, we say, hey, he's really curious about that toy. Can you teach him about why you like it so much? Or can you tell him about how it works? Or can you show him about the toy just in general? And that typically switches his mindset and gets him thinking about the situation a little differently. And he's actually started to take that approach himself a little bit more independently now, which is really cool to see. 
So now you might be like, okay, how do I use discipline to help my child learn something new about someone else? Well, I'm so glad you asked that. There are instances where your child might wrong someone else, and yes, we do need to discipline. That is absolutely 100% true. But we need to discipline in a positive light. Discipline forward, so to speak. So whether it's hitting or saying something offensive to someone else, we need to take a moment to reflect on that situation and the importance of treating other humans like humans. And I'm probs going to get into a tangent here. And yes, I did say probs. Yes, I abbreviate. <laughs> you got to get on board with it. It's fun, I'm telling you. But we have got to teach our kids to do better than us. How many of us have the courage to get to know somebody we don't like? I'm not even talking befriending them. I'm just talking about reaching out and getting to know something about them that makes them a little bit more of a human than an enemy so we can learn how to treat them with respect, especially with someone we know we've wronged. That is something the world is missing these days, and perhaps it has to do with the fact that we just avoid confrontation and have a hard time owning up to our own mistakes and seeing our opponent, so to speak, in a different light. But we have got to teach our kids to do differently, and we have got to do better ourselves. It's not just enough to tell our kids to say, you hit, now say you're sorry. No, you hit them. Now let's figure out a way we can make it right, and let's see if we can learn something new about them along the way. And I don't know if you've ever read the book Enemy Pie by Derek Munson, but it's a good one to read with your older kids. It's about a boy who gets mad at another boy because he didn't include him at his party and then he struck him out at a baseball game, thus creating an enemy between the two of them. So the dad suggests the boy bakes the opponent an enemy pie filled with a secret ingredient just for enemies. But the catch is that the boy has to spend all day with him, doing what he likes. He agrees to it because he just wants revenge. And in the end, spoiler alert, they end up becoming friends because they found out they enjoyed each other's company. Now, in that particular story, the main character didn't make the offense. But the point is that it's important that we get to know people before we jump to conclusions about people, before we decide they're not worth our time. We have to get to know them. But even if it's a friend, he already knows that he offends there's still a way to find something new about them. For instance, if your little one, let's say, took a dump truck out of his friend's hands and screamed, mine, after walking them through that moment and how to make it right, see if they can ask a question to get to know them better. For little ones, this can be something as simple as, I'm sorry I took your dump truck. Do you like dump trucks? And the conversation might stop there if they're really little, but if the kids are a little older, it can transpire into, what do you like about dump trucks? I like dump trucks too. Do you like any other construction trucks? And a whole new conversation can spawn from that. And think about how we can use that discipline and those moments to help our kids to foster relationships and develop the awareness of humanity. And oh my gosh, that's good stuff. But back to it. If your kid wrongs someone, encourage them to apologize. Ask how they can make it right. And see if you would like to play with the other person for a little bit or ask about something the other friend would like to do. Teach them how to be courageous. You're building these kids from the ground up and they don't know any differently. They don't know, well, that might be awkward or not. Just teach them how to get to know people or visit with your little one afterward after they spend some time with the other person. Ask, what did you learn about them? And they could say that they're the most boring person they've ever met in their lives, but that they have a dog. So perhaps they are a little caring. Who knows? Or they could learn that they have a lot in common and a friendship could develop and that would be really cool. But the point to this conversation is to iterate that discipline or no's don't always have to have a negative connotation to it. 
you can embrace those moments and use them as teachable moments to help grow your little one into a good human who learns new things each time he's disciplined. And what a fascinating mindset change that is. And oh my goodness, doesn't that light your fire? Because it sure lights mine. But anyway, that's all from me this week. So your challenge this week is to stop before you tell your little one no or before you discipline. Ask yourself, how can I turn this into a teachable moment? See how much differently your little one responds and if anything new develops out of it. It may formulate a new interest. It might not, but it's still worth a try. And you might even get away with yelling a little less when this happens as well, which is always a win in my book. How about yours? I'm sure it is too, right? All right. That's all from me. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw. S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.